The truth lives. Political bomb show starring Rishon Blyden. Today is Monday. Today is Monday. Monday string beans. All you hungry children, come and eat it up. Welcome, welcome, Political Bomb Show, your Monday edition. Today we're going to talk about Mexico vowing to take legal action against the USA after El Paso shooting. That was just horrible. Texas is treating it as domestic terrorism. So, second mass shooting in 12 hours, nine dead in Ohio. Devastation in Dayton. So, um, nine dead. It's just horrible to hear these things. Madonna, God control sounds alarm. I think I understand why people get a gun. We'll talk about pro-Trump protester on live show. Make sure he doesn't have a gun. 100,000 bear minimum to live in New York. I I am not living in New York. ABC star quits hit show, claims race and sex discrimination. We'll talk about that. Hundreds of arrested in Moscow as protests pile pressure on Putin. Put up the Putin. Mitch McConnell breaks shoulder. We'll find out how he did that. And many more things right after this. Set fire to your hair Poke a stick at a grizzly bear Eat medicine that's out of date Use your private parts as piranha bait Dumb ways to die So many dumb ways to die Dumb ways to die So many dumb ways to die Toast out with a fork Do your own electrical work Teach yourself how to fly Eat a two-week-old unrefrigerated pie Dumb ways to die So many dumb ways to die Dumb ways to die So many dumb ways to die a psycho killer inside Scratch a drug dealer's brand new ride Take your helmet off In outer space 
your clothes dry your ass a hiding place dumb ways to die so many dumb ways to die dumb ways to die so many dumb ways to die keep a rattlesnake as a pet so both your kidneys are What's this red button do? Dumb ways to die So many dumb ways to die Dumb ways to die So many dumb ways to die Dress up like a moose during hunting season Disturb a nest of wasps for no good reason Stand on the edge of the train station platform Drive around the moon, gets at a level crossing Run across the tracks between the platforms They may not rhyme, but they're quite possibly What if love had no consequences? What if a simple action could turn into a catalyst? A smile, a handshake, an invitation that led to something big. You're given a choice, routine or change, consistency or temptation. Would you call? And what if that invitation, that handshake, that smile, triggered a rapid cycle of desire? disgrace and doubt would you hesitate 75% of teens have sex which will account for 750,000 unplanned pregnancies this year 45% of teen pregnancies end in abortion costing taxpayers nine billion dollars what if the desire the disgrace and the doubt led to something big would you pause and rewind back to that smile, that handshake, that invitation, and stop? Welcome back, Political Bomb Show. Don't forget Snapchat P Bomb Show. That's Snapchat P Bomb Show. ABC's The Rookie Star quits, claims she's faced sexual harassment 
and racial discrimination. Afton Williamson on Sunday announced she would not be returning to the drama starring Nathan Fillion. I don't know any of these people. I don't watch. I don't watch much TV. Speaking of TV, I just switched. It's been a long time since I had the PlayStation View, but I I've jumped into of all all um, places YouTube TV. Obviously, I did not want to because I don't like Monopoly. I don't like Google because they they're against us conservatives. But I had to to pick to pick another streaming cable service that would meet my needs and the PlayStation View was a little bit too high in price so I've went down in price and pretty much maintained all the channels that I had except for HBO they don't have HBO there so I'll have to most likely get HBO by itself or what you call it HBO Go HBO Now or whatever you call it but everything else I got so I have a two week a two week trial, and honestly, I have to say I'm impressed with uh with the YouTube TV. I have, I can't lie. I gotta admit, I like the layout. It feels more uh, user friendly than the PlayStation View, especially the channel guide. That PlayStation View channel guide was just atrocious. I I did not like it, but this YouTube TV uh guide. It's very, very uh, well done. So, yeah, it looks like I'm going to keep them. I've only had them for... Uh, I started on Saturday, so it's been, what, three days? But I'm, I'm happy with it so far. So, unless something goes horribly wrong. And the other thing, too, is I've been noticing my stream is very fluent. Sometimes the PlayStation View would not... would. You know the the uh, stream would be choppy or freeze sometime, and so yeah, for the eighty bucks they were charging, they shouldn't be doing that. So now I'm down to what fifty dollars, well fifty seven because I wanted Showtime. So I'm happy with it so far. But anyway, I didn't lose my place. Did not lose my place. The rookie actress Afton Williamson will not be returning. The actress who co-starred on the cop drama from showrunner Alexi Hawley Castle, ABC Studios and Entertainment One on Sunday announced her departure from the show is a lengthy post on her verified Instagram account. Williamson claims she experienced racial discrimination and racially charged inappropriate comments from the hair department as well as from the drama's executive producers starring starting with the pilot and counting continuing throughout the show's first season. What's more, the actress says the harassment was reported to Hawley and the showrunner never passed it along to human resources. Well, that's bad if that's actually if that's actually true. That's really bad. Her issues escalated into sexual assault during the rookie rap parties, she said. The Hollywood Reporter 
has reached out to ABC and producer ABC Studios and Entertainment One for comments and will update this post. So, yeah, that's too bad if, you know, if someone reports something and it's not passed on, especially something like sexual harassment, that's horrible. Whoever did that, they should be recommended. Most likely they should be fired, in my opinion. That's really bad. That's something that's serious. You got to take it serious. If someone complains of sexual harassment, you have to take it seriously and look into it. You really do have to look into it. Videos of Madonna. She says, God control sound alarms. So let's see what this lady's talking about. Well, it looks like it's a video, actually, of or a music video. Okay, I'm not gonna re- I'm not gonna play the music video, but let me just read what it's what it says here in the description. It says, "This is your wake up call. Gun violence this 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 proportionately affects children, teenagers, and mar- the marginalized in our communities." Honor. I'm giving it a thumbs down. I don't care. People don't feel, don't seem to understand that it is not guns that kill people. People kill people. People who are psychotic, and if you put them on these antidepressant and any other form of, of, um, of of medical drugs they're not doing they're doing more harm than good in plain English they really are now I'm keeping my promise I did tell my friend today this is what my show is going to focus on it's going to focus on on antidepressant playing a huge role in mass shooters so that is basically going to be my main monologue after after I do the news, because it's a serious thing. It's a serious, serious thing. Feds probing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortex chief of staff after sudden resignation. Let's see. What do we have here? What do we have here? Why did he resign? The feds are looking into possible campaign finance misdeeds by Representative Alexandria or Casio Cortex, the chief of staff and lead rainmaker who suddenly resigned Friday, federal sources told the Post. The increased centers of two political action committees found by, I can't pronounce his name, Staikat Chakarabit, whatever, I don't know. Don't know. The woman is a fool. She's a bug-eyed fool. Every time I see her, I think of the movie The Fly. If you haven't seen The Fly, you should check it out because she is the fly. She is the fly. Bug-eyed fly. Yatch! Okay, Republican anxiety spikes after... Retirement, Dem gains 
in Texas. Not good. Perfect summer storm brewing for stock market correction. Tipping point after run of extreme bullishness. Worst week of the year. What is the worst week of the year? It's got to be about the mass shootings, no? Let's see. No, investors rattled by President Donald Trump's latest escalation in his trade war with China drove another round of selling of Wall Streets on Friday. So, uh, I'm sorry if you hear some slurping water, that's Chip having to drink of water. Let's see, what else do we have? We have Pelosi cites progress in Trump probes as impeachment call rises. I, these people are just so sick. Google engineer says tech giant will try to prevent Trump re-election. Huh. Am I shocked by any of this? No. On Friday, former Google engineer Kevin Cernicky told Fox News' Tucker Carlson that his former employer will try to prevent Donald Trump's re-election. Do you think that Google will attempt to influence the election outcome attempt to prevent Trump from being re-elected, Carlson's asked. I do believe so, Carnegie replied. I think that's a major threat. They have openly stated that they think 2016 was a mistake. They thought Trump should have lost in 2016. They really want Trump to lose in 2020. That's their agenda. The former engineer also said Google has very biased people running every level of the company. They have quite a bit of control over the political process. That's something we should really worry about. I definitely agree with him there. I, I definitely agree, for sure. That is something to be worried about. That's why I keep saying the government needs to step in, Trump. These companies are way too big, way too big. Do you understand how big they are? Obama library brings fear of displacement. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care. Water in Ohio, water in Hawaii volcano could trigger explosive eruptions. First time in history. Stressed, burnt out, and exhausted inside world's worst traffic jam. Traffic jam can be very stressful. It really can. The great NASA bake-off mission to touch the sun exceeds expectation. Why would you want to touch the sun? Okay, let's see what happened here. Come on. NASA's mission to touch the sun surprises doing first data delivery. Right now, there's a tiny little spacecraft zipping around the sun, moving faster than any one man-made object has ever flown. The spacecraft, known as the Parker Solar Probe, 
is approaching the one-year anniversary of its launch on August 12th, and it's been delivering some pretty stellar observations so far. Very good. Very good. Very good. The military-style surveillance technology being tested in America's cities. Hmm. Let's see what this is all about. I always worry about this kind of stuff. Um, in the eyes of the law, there's no difference between a photo taken by a smartphone to an airplane window and one taken by an ultra-powerful camera in a helicopter hovering over your backyard. Say, say you're on a commercial flight and you pass over a city. You pull out your phone and take a picture. Much of the area that you have photographed is private property, but have you violated anybody's privacy? You'd probably say no, and you'd be right. But what if instead of your phone, you use a professional camera equipped with a telescopic lens that's strong enough to make out individual people in their backyards. Though your actions might raise some eyebrows among your fellow passengers, they are, from a legal standpoint, no different from the first example. Wow. Let's say you take, take it a step further. You fly a helicopter over a city at 1,000 feet. Now, with your telescopic camera, you can even make out distinctive features of the people in, the, in your frame. Surely this isn't legal, you might say. Surely a bright line exists between snapping a photo with your phone from an airplane window and focusing a telescopic lens a few hundred feet over someone's backyard. But it doesn't. Even if you happen to record someone sunbathing in the backyard, and that's crazy. It's not your fault. Wow, it's the sunbather's fault for not taking better precautions to protect against aerial observation. This is because the air the airspace over America falls into the same legal category as other public spaces such as sidewalks, roads, parks, and beaches, and it isn't illegal to take photograph of private property or private citizen from public space. As a result, we have no expectation of privacy from above. That's crazy. That's just naughty. That's insane. That is naughty, dude. Seriously? Are you kidding me? Wow, talk about Big Brother. Oh, man. It's crazy. What if I shoot it down? Then I'm going to be in trouble, right? That's crazy. Uh, when battlefield snooping comes to your town, FBI seeks spy tech for social media feeds. Spooked. Ratcliffe withdraw. I talk about that a little bit. Why are so many nominees quitting? Pope 
encourages priests disheartened by sex abuse fallout. Flying Man crosses English Channel on a jet-powered hoverboard. That's crazy, man. Well, there's a lot more news to come, so let's take a quick break, and I'll have more when we return. My name is Nick. I'm 27. I'm a Geek Squad agent, uh, a uh, survivor of suicide of a suicide attempt, uh, overdose. Um, happened a little less than five years ago. My dad and I didn't get along at all. We hadn't had a really good relationship for about 22 years. We fought all the time. I felt completely alienated from him. Um, it was one of those, he always told me he loved me, but at the same time, I never really felt like I saw it or felt it. It was um, about a couple days after Thanksgiving, 2009, sitting in my room, heard him and my mom fighting kind of opened my door to listen to see what was going on and I heard him complaining about the fact that I didn't have a job, that he wanted me to pay rent. Um, if I couldn't pay rent, he was kicking me out. He wanted to cut my phone off. So in my mind, um, he didn't really love me. He just wanted to completely cut me off from everything. I was going to be out on the street. I had nowhere to go. Um, and that killed me because I love my family. So I was just, I was sitting there at my desk, looking at my uh, bottle of Malibu. I uh, was struggling with um, alcohol abuse at the same time, as well as battling uh, PTSD. And I had a bottle of uh, Tegretol, took it out, laid it out on my, my desk. Uh, total of 24 pills there, each of them or uh, 200 milligrams each. Um, took them all at the same time, washed it down with the Malibu, just kind of sat at my desk and thought about it and just said, you know, if my dad doesn't care about me, you know, this person is supposed to be the, my role model. Um, if he doesn't care about me, why would anybody else, you know, what's, what's my purpose of even being here? And I just, I just let it sit for a little bit, about an hour into it. I ended up telling my mom what I'd done. I went to my little brother's room. He was uh, about nine at the time. And told him I loved him. Completely broke down. Because I realized, you know, I still had him. I still had my mom. And my mom and I talked about it. Yeah, my, my doctor at the time, I had been friends with him on Facebook and told him what my symptoms were. Things started getting a little, uh, little blurry. It basically felt like I was drunk, so it was nothing new to me. Um, and he thought that that was gonna be the worst of it. My mom woke up the next morning, found me laying in a puddle of my own vomit completely catatonic. She thought I was dead. Ended up uh, calling the, uh, the ambulance. 
I remember the ambulance door shutting, her telling me she loved me. And then thinking I was just in some sort of bad dream. I could completely remember every turn we made, I could map out the street, thinking to myself, oh yeah, when I get there, I'm just gonna take this IV out and everything's gonna be okay. I ended up blacking out again for about another two, three hours from what I was told. I woke up in the hospital. I couldn't talk, I couldn't really move. I could hear everybody just fine. And I was just laying there thinking, what did I do? My dad, apparently, he was working at the time. He drove from Culver City up to Lancaster in about 40 minutes. Found him, my mom had called him and said, your son just tried to kill himself. I actually, that, the night before, I had asked her not to tell him what I'd done. And I actually almost ended their marriage because of that. It's something that I regret. And laying there on that table, or the hospital bed, rather, I realized, you know, this was a long-term solution to a short-term problem that you know, suicide wasn't the answer. You know, maybe it was that that really I took that to show my dad, you know, I'm really not seeing how you feel because of the way you act, but at the same time, it was a very selfish choice that I made. Um, now, five years later, uh, my relationship with my dad's actually really good. Uh, you know, we go out, um, we shoot pictures together. He moved a little bit, but well, moved away. But we talk all the time now. Whenever we're together, we're laughing, we're joking. And I realized that this whole time, he really did care about me. He really did love me. He just didn't really fully know how to show it because he didn't really fully understand me. And part of it was my fault that I didn't really allow him to come into my world because I always felt like he was out to get me. I always felt like he was the bad guy. And you know, I was wrong. And now I'm really close with both my parents. My little brother's 14 now. Um, my mom's She's doing good. And, you know, my dad, he just lost both his parents. So I've been there for him. He was more worried about me going off the deep end again. And I'm more worried about him. <laughs> and so we, we finally, we, we got that family in the back. You know, keeping it bottled up, I realized was probably the worst thing that I could have done. Um, you know, talking about things, talking about problems, talking about the way you feel. Even if you feel like killing yourself, talk about it with somebody that you trust. Because you, whenever you start feeling that alone, it's usually because you've alienated yourself. It's because you've cut everybody off because you automatically assume that nobody cares.
that you need to let people in and let them try to help you. Even if it's just to listen. Sometimes that's all it takes. It just takes that, that one person to just sit there, listen to what you've got to say, listen to how you feel. And you know, sometimes you just need that hug. You know, somebody to give you a hug, tell you it's okay and it's going to be okay. Had I seen something like Trigger then, um, it would have helped me not feel so alone. Knowing that there are people out there just like me that are going through the same things. And that I wasn't alone, that I wasn't alienated, and that my choice at the time wouldn't have been the right one. And just that, you know, we do get so, we, we get wrapped up in our emotions, we get wrapped up in how we feel that you know, certain people that we feel are the, the causes of our problems that may care about us and, and that we just, we've, we cut out everybody, especially those who do care. And, you know, I was fortunate. It wasn't too late for me. I was, I, I survived. And those people that cared were all right there all along. And if a film like Trigger would have showed me that sooner before I decided to make that choice, that all you have to do is just open your eyes. And usually the people that are right there, whether physically on your phone, on your computer that you're talking to, that you're not alone. There's always someone there who cares. Yeah, since I've really shifted my perspective about this, my life has changed. It's pretty much done a 180. I'm living on my own. I've got a great job. I've got coworkers I love. My family and I are closer than ever. Um, I have been able to help several friends from making the same choice that I made almost five years ago. And I've helped others help others because of my story, because of what I learned. And to me, I don't necessarily now regret the decision I made because I did survive and because now I can use that as a means to help others, to help people that think, oh, you know, nobody understands what I'm going through. And I can just look at them and say, I know what you're going through. I know how you feel. I've been there. And what you want to do isn't worth it. When I chose to tell my mom after I did it, because she and I have always been close. My dad works in the film industry, so he's gone a lot. So it was always just she and I for the first 13 years of my life until my little brother was born. So she's always been like a friend to me. And I felt like I kind of owed her that respect in a sense, to say, hey, you know, this is what I've done. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and then when I told my little brother, when I walked into the room, he could tell something was wrong. You know, nine years old, the kid was super intuitive. Um, 
I realized I'm leaving him behind. This is gonna scar him for the rest of his life. And when I was hugging him and telling him how much I loved him, how proud I was of him. At that moment, I immediately regretted what I did because that wasn't fair to him. You know, I realized I'm his role model. I am exactly who he wanted to be. And for all I knew that next morning, I was gonna be gone. so than my mom, more so than any of my friends, it's my little brother. And knowing that I almost did that to him, that I almost took his big brother out of his life. That moment was when I really realized it wasn't the right thing to do, that I had made a huge mistake, that I really didn't fully grasp the concept or the, the reality of where my life was. The fact that you know, I thought nobody cared and then I realized I've got this kid that his whole world revolves around me and that I almost took that from him. Uh, the men in my life definitely, we, we really don't. We're very, we're very closed off. I mean, I come from, I'm a second generation Ukrainian American. Um, and it, it's very men don't show emotion. We close off. And I've come to realize that, well, I understand the culture because I've lived it my whole life. There is a time when you can't be closed off anymore. And it's when you feel like the sun is setting and night's coming upon you when you need to speak up, when you need to say, hey, I'm feeling lost, I'm feeling lonely, somebody help me. But I'm better now. I have family that loves me. I have friends that care, that always did. I'm not alone. No one's alone, truly. You may feel like it, but there's always at least one person. Always. And, you know, the, I had the power to turn things around in the end. It, it was always me. It was my perspective. It was everything that was going on in my mind that blurred out the reality and created this dark world that really didn't exist that was just, it was completely fabricated by my own mind. And all I had to do was open my eyes and the darkness would have been gone. Welcome back to Political Bomb Show. Don't forget Snapchat, P Bomb Show. We're gonna talk about antidepressants 
Are they, in fact, a prescription for mass shootings? Well, like I said, during my years through the 1980s, I never, ever heard of such things. And like I said, the difference between then and now, whether you want to, if you go to Google, Google is, is part of the propaganda machine. You're going to see searches of why it's a lie. They try to discount things that are true, but I lived through the 80s, so you cannot tell me that it's a lie. It's in fact true. There was no antidepressant-type drugs around in the 80s, and these things didn't happen. So I want to read this story here from uh, the Chronicle of Florida. Now, before the late 1980s, mass shootings and acts of senseless violence were relatively unheard of. Prozac, the most well-known SSRI, that stands for Selective Serotonin Reputic Inhibitor, antidepressant, was not yet on the market. You know, I didn't need to read the story to, to know that. I lived through it. So I know it's, in fact, the truth. So, was not yet on the market. When Prozac did arrive, it was marketed as marketed for depression, which resulted in huge profits for its manufacturer, Eli Lilly. See, that's it all comes down to money. Follow the money. These drug companies don't want to admit that there's a problem with these antidepressant drugs because essentially they'll lose money. So they want to keep this on the hush-hush. So they'd rather people die, basically, than to lose money. That's what it boils down to. The root of all evil. So, of course, other drug companies had to create their own cash cow and followed suit by make marketing their own SSRI antidepressants. Like I said, I tried antidepressant one time. I don't know what the doctor gave me. I don't know if it was Prozac or whatever what it was. What, what I do know is I definitely felt like something was happening to me. It only took a week once it was in my bloodstream and I started just making outbursts uncontrollable. I couldn't stop it. It was embarrassing. It was not, I I just felt like, for lack of a better word, I felt numb and dead. I felt nothing. And so, even though the, the doctor and the medication says, do not stop taking abruptly, I did that because there's no way I was going to keep taking that. Who knows if I couldn't have been on been one of these anti these one of these uh, mass shooters? So I was like, uh, uh-uh, hell no, I don't like what this thing is doing to me, and I stopped it. So <clears throat> subsequently, mass shootings and other violent incidents started to be reported. More often than not, the common denominator was that the shooters were on an antidepressant or withdrawing from one. This is not about an isolated incident or two, but numerous shootings. 
The question is, during the past 20 years, is the use of antidepressant here a coincidence? No, it's not a coincidence. It's definitely causing, it's causing it. It definitely is. There have been too many mass shootings for it to be just a coincidence, I agree. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold killed 12 students and a teacher at Columbia Columbine High School. Eric was on Lavox, an antidepressant. The Virginia Tech shooter killed 32 people and he was on an antidepressant while withdrawing from Prozac. Kip Kinkle murdered his mother and stepmother. He then shot 22 classmates and killed two. Jason Hoffman wounded five at his high school while he was on or I'm not even sure. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's an antidepressant. James Holmes opened fire in a Colorado movie theater this past summer and killed 12 people and wounded 58. He was under the care of a psychiatric, but no information has been released as to what drug he, he must have been on. Psychiatrics generally will tell you that these people were mentally ill and they weren't treated in time or didn't get enough help to prevent the tragedy. However, Dr. Peter Brigham, who is a psychiatric, stated that depression rarely leads to violence and that it's only since the SSRIs came on the market that such mass shootings have taken place. It's true. I went through my childhood with depression. If you read my, my book, you'd know that. And I didn't become a mass shooter. So Prozac or some type of antidepressant was the X factor that I wasn't on. I didn't go out and shoot anyone. In a study of 30... One drugs that are disproportionately linked to reports of violence toward others, five of the top 10 are antidepressants. These are Prozac. I really think that's the one that, that the doctor has given me. <clears throat> Prozac, Paxil, Lovox, Efixor, and Prestique. Two other drugs that are for treating ADHD are also in the top 10, which means these are being given to children who could then become violent. One could conclude from this study alone that antidepressant causes both suicidal thoughts and violent behavior. It's true, I, I was definitely having suicidal thoughts, big time. So. That's that scared me. When I was having suicidal thoughts, I was making, you know, lashing out uncontrollably, making weird noises. I was like, uh-uh, no way. 
I will have to learn how to deal with this without this. So um, this is a prescription for mass students. No one can talk their way out of explaining how a person who was previously nonviolent and given antidepressant suddenly becomes violent or suicidal. There are multiple cases of children who have committed suicide days after starting to take an antidepressant. I'm telling you, it, it, it kicks in that quick. It's no joke. I definitely, and they, they, you know, they're children, and if their parents say they have to take it, and they keep taking it, and then, well, we know the rest is history. What happens? But I stopped taking it. There's no way. There's no way. Parents tell their story about what antidepressant did to their kids. A parent re- retells how his child couldn't stand how the drug made him feel, and so he committed suicide. It's true. I, I really can't express how horrible the drug make you feel. I mean, it's hard to describe. I can't. I can't even put it into words because it, it's, it's, I, I can't put it into words. It's just too difficult to put into words. And it's like at one point, I was like literally like a zombie. That's how I was. It was insane. And then lashing out and making crazy noises. I can't even, and I can't. Oh, it's just so difficult to try to explain. Just trying to think back on it, <clears throat> it's hard to explain. It was just, these drugs got to get off the market. They're doing more harm than good is, the, is what I'm trying to get at. You're better off, they're better off opening up the uh, insane asylums again and treating with some type of electroshock therapy or something else. But not this. This isn't working. It's not working at all. So, um, another parent is stuck with the image of his child running in front of a moving car because the child wanted to die. Imagine calling 911 because your child is trying to kill herself when you know your child was not like that before taking an antidepressant. Imagine what you would feel like upon finding out that your child is a shooter in a murderous rampage on a school campus. Like I said, the drug companies are going to push back against this because they, it's a cash cow essentially like, it's, like the article stated. It's really about money, it really is. M- money corrupt people to unbelievable they don't care about the tragedy basically they would rather they would rather have guns banned than to admit that their drug is a problem that's what it is they rather have guns take the rap while we know it's not guns it's your damn drugs it really is while on a mixed antidepressant 16-year-old Corey Badegard took a rifle to school and held 23 students hostage. His father said, 
was not a violent kid before he took the drugs, but while on the medication, he was volatile and susceptible to blind rage. Corey does not remember anything other than walk, waking up, not feeling so well, and going back to bed. The next thing he remembered, he was being, he was being held in juvenile detention. Luckily, no one was hurt, but it could have become another mass shooting. Agreed. A Harvard psychiatric closely monitored his parents, I mean, closely monitored his patients as he has seen firsthand that those that were not suicidal before became agitated, restless, and completely preoccupied with suicidal thoughts. When these patients were taken off the drug, the thoughts went away. Clearly, this demonstrates it's the drugs causing the violent feelings, not the mental health of the patient. They claim that their drugs are safe and effective, but obviously they're not. Doctors themselves may not be aware of the dangers of these drugs, but their patients are the ones who will suffer the consequences if they are not told of the potentially lethal side effects. Doctors should should at very, the very least go over the FDA black box warning, which is all over antidepressants. This warning states that there is an increased risk of suicidal thoughts and behavior by taking the drug. It's true. I, I don't remember... I remember, I don't know if it was my doctor who told me, or I looked it up on my own. I don't think my doctor told me, but I looked it up on my own. Because I was wondering why was I having all these suicidal thoughts. They were like very, they were trying to get me to really do it. It was getting worse and worse. And suicidal thoughts was definitely one of the side effects. Why would you give anyone something that with suicide being a side effect? I'll never know. It really is not, it's, it's unethical in my opinion. Otherwise, doctors are pretty much pulling the trigger themselves, so to speak, which is true. The worst part is we are all being misled with false information in regards to mental illness. Given the fact that there is not a single diagnostic test for depression or any other mental disorder, how can one even attempt to diagnose a mental disorder without a shred of scientific evidence to back it up? Opinions about symptoms are not science. There is the chemical brain imbalance theory, but where is the science to prove it exists? The point is, you can't prescribe an antidepressant or any other psychiatric drug when you don't know the cause of the symptoms. Agreed. Agreed. Nothing ever gets treated, helped, or fixed without a cause. Mm-hmm.
Instead, mind-altering drugs are being given to our future generations for no sensible or logical reason other than profits for pharmaceutical companies. It's true. The only result is dead bodies from mass students, and that is truly senseless. So, what do you think? What do you think? CCHR has released a new report titled Psychiatric Drugs Create Violent and Suicidal. I mean, Violent and Suicide. School Shootings and Other Acts of Violence. Uh, the, the 64 page report also detailed more than 60 examples of school and mass students stabbing and senseless violent acts committed by those under the influence of psychiatric drugs and experiencing serious withdrawal from them. The goal of this report is to help law enforcement educators and policymakers to learn how psychiatric drugs are hidden or hidden link to the prevalence of violence and suicide in the community. Uh, let me see before I before I give this link, I'll make sure that this link is still active. There's a link to download the report. It's a PDF, but bef I'm gonna download it myself right now before I recommend it. And yes, it is still available. I'm gonna save it in case they try to. They tried to hide this report. So we're going to save this. And um, <clears throat> I'm going to put a link for you to download this. And I encourage you to read this. And have your your teenagers read this as well. Because this is uh, damning evidence. Damning evidence. Definitely. So um, that's about it for political bomb show monday monday i thank you for listening do share this show with someone that you know that's taken antidepressant or is having suicidal thoughts and withdrawal please pass this free podcast along to them at the very least have them download the PDF and read, read the uh, the issues. I thank you, and don't forget Snapchat P Bomb Show. Thank you for listening. PoliticalBombShow.cf. Bye bye. You're sitting at your desk. You know it's time to go. You've said that to yourself over a million times. But this time you know, for sure, is real. You're tired. You're just so very tired. Your parents pissed you off. Like school wasn't bad enough today. You go to get the rope or the knife, 
with a gun or just whatever you choose to use because you're that desperate to leave. You're ready. You think of it as some game. The first one dead is the first one who wins. No one's home. It's the perfect time. You're ready. If you don't do it now, you're just gonna look down on yourself even more forever. You're gonna hate yourself even more. No one knows. No one will know. Until later on. Instead of getting a paper and a pen, you get the video camera along with a chair. You're standing on the chair. You decide to go with the robe. You're gone instantly. And there'll be no noise. One side of the rope is tied to the top of your fan. While the other is already around your neck. You're in tears and you know it's for real this time. You can feel it. You turn on the video camera and you just stare at that red light blinking upon your eyes. You start to mumble out a few words. Mom and Dad, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. I just can't do this anymore. I don't even know who I am anymore. I've lost myself and I seem to not be able to find my way back. Please don't blame yourself, please. I love you both. Please tell my siblings the same. Stay strong and stay safe. I'll see you all soon. You say sorry to your best friend because you know you won't be there for him anymore. Especially when he needs you more than ever. You say sorry to everyone you can think of. Even yourself. You're sorry for not being strong anymore. You're sorry for breaking down. You're sorry for putting them through so much pain in their life. You stare. Once again, at that red light blinking upon your eyes. One foot is off the chair now, as you begin to mouth the word goodbye. You have the remote control to turn off the camera in your right hand. Your pointer finger on the off button already. You click that button, and as soon as you see that light go off, you go off. Both feet are now off the chair. That chair is on the floor. The room is filled with silence. You're dead. You're gone. There's no going back. Everything is over. You don't have to live in pain anymore. But everyone else will. What are your parents gonna think? What about your little brother or your little sister? What are they gonna do? You're gone. You're dead. There's no going back. You ended your life 
Because the person you liked only thought of you as a friend? You ended your life because that one teacher was harder on you than anyone else in the class because she knew that you were the only one that is going somewhere in life. Your parents are home now. They call your name, telling you that they're home, just like they normally do whenever they get home. But something's different. You don't answer. They don't hear your voice. They get worried. You always answer. They come upstairs thinking you're sleeping or showering. Your mom opens your bedroom door and screams at the top of her lungs. She instantly passes out. Your little sister hears her and comes up after her. She screams, Daddy, help! She runs over to you, hitting your leg, begging you to wake up. Wake up! Wake up! Please stop! Wake up! But you don't answer. You're not waking up. You're gone. You're dead. There's no waking up. There's no going back. Your dad comes running upstairs and all he could do is stare. He watches his baby girl swing back and forth on a rope. He sees the video camera and he sees the chair. But he doesn't move. He's stiff as a board. He cries. Your dad never cries. He picks up the phone and calls 911. He can barely get the words. My daughter committed suicide out of his mouth. He's in tears. Your little sister stares at your dad. He hangs up and she jumps right into your daddy's arms, crying harder than ever. She's too young to understand completely, but she knows you're gone. She knows you're dead and she knows that you're never coming back. Everything is over. The cops finally arrive. They take your mom out of your room. They push your dad and sister out of your room. And now they're sitting in the living room. They take your body down off those ropes and lay you on the stretcher. They cover your body and out you go. Just like that. In the blink of an eye, everything happened and everything was over. You're gone. You're dead. There's no going back. Nothing is the same. Two weeks have passed and your mom still stares out the window more than half of the day. Sometimes even the whole day. Your little sister still hasn't returned to school. Your dad was forced to go to work so he could pay all the bills for your wake and your funeral. Eventually, they found the strength to go back into your room. Your door hasn't been opened for two months. The rope is still laying on the floor, the same place the cops put it and the video camera is still sitting on the table. They don't even dare to watch that video. It will never be seen. They slowly pick up the ropes and throw it in the garbage. Chills run up their spine. Your mom basically in tears. They brush off your bed, making it neat, like they used to do every morning after you went to school. Your desk was empty. It didn't have those little sticky notes you used to leave before you ran to the bus saying, 
Have a good day, Mom. Remember to smile. Or half for in a work, Dad. Smiley face. You pretended to be so happy. You even tricked yourself. Your bed was made and your room was clean. They shut the door and it remained shut. Your school is still in distress. You thought no one cared and you thought no one noticed you. You remember that girl that said no to being your lab partner? Yeah, she cuts every single night now because she thinks it's her fault that you died. You remember that boy that tripped you by accident, looked at you and just didn't say sorry? Yeah, he's in suicidal therapy five days a week in the hospital because he feels a smile could have saved your life and he didn't give that to you. Do you remember that teacher that was hard on you that day? She quit her job because she felt she wasn't suited to teach anymore. You're gone, you're dead. There's no going back. Four years have passed now. Your little sister is now 15 years old. She started a club. It's in her school dedicated to you. Secrets is what she calls it. The club is formed for kids to speak their hearts without anyone judging them. They could say anything they want to and talk about anything they needed to. If they were suicidal, they always had someone to talk to. That was your problem. You didn't want to talk to anyone. You had everything bottled inside of you. You acted as if you were the happiest kid on the planet and you acted as if you had the perfect life. You played that happy character so well that even you started to believe it. You would be so happy all day and as soon as you laid in bed that night, the thoughts came back. A little fight between you and your parents could have set you off. But with everything inside of you bottled up for years, you just hit your limits. You're gone, you're dead. There's no going back. Your room will never be occupied. Your mom still cries every single night. Your dad isn't as strong as he used to be. Your little sister will never grow up with you by her side, moving her in the right direction. She needed you. Your best friend is still torn up. He needed you. Your parents don't know what to do anymore. They needed you. Your school now has a club dedicated to you, so teens will not make the same mistake as you did. Your life was precious, and you took it away in the blink of an eye. All you needed was a smile. It's all you needed to show you that everything will be okay. But since you're gone, just know people cared. People always have cared. And people always will care. You were just way too upset to see that back then. You were just too caught up in the fact that you thought no one cared. When the truth was, more people cared about you than you ever thought they would. And you know what sucks? It sucks that you see that now that you're gone. And you didn't see that when you were still here. Your town will never be the same. A girl is gone, a special girl, a girl who thought no one cared. Everyone cared, I promise you. They care, they always have cared, and they always will care. We 
we loved you. And no matter what, we will still always love you. Hey, come here. I didn't mean to upset you. I'm tired. I said, come here. Please, Patrick. I'm not gonna ask again. I don't want to. Sex with someone who doesn't want to is rape. For information and help, search This Is Abuse. Welcome back. Political bomb so don't forget Snapchat P bomb so that's Snapchat P bomb so ABC's The Rookie Star quits claims she's faced sexual harassment and racial discrimination. Afton Williamson on Sunday announced she would not be returning to the drama starring Nathan Fillion. I don't know any of these people. I don't watch. I don't watch much TV. Speaking of TV, I just switched. It's been a long time since I had the PlayStation View, but I I've jumped into of all all um, places YouTube TV. Obviously, I did not want to because I don't like Monopoly. I don't like Google because they, they're against us conservatives. But I had to, to pick, to pick another streaming cable service that would meet my needs. And the PlayStation View was a little bit too high in price, so I've went down in price and pretty much maintained all the channels that I had except for HBO. They don't have HBO there, so I'll have to pro most likely get HBO by itself, or what you call it, HBO Go, HBO Now, or whatever you call it. But everything else I got, so I have a two-week uh, two-week trial, and honestly, I have to say I'm impressed with uh, with the YouTube TV. I have, I can't lie, I gotta admit, I like the layout. It feels more uh, user friendly than the PlayStation View, especially. The channel guide, that PlayStation View channel guide was just atrocious. I, I did not like it, but this YouTube TV uh, guide, it's very, very uh, well done. So, yeah, it looks like I'm going to keep them. I've only had them for, uh, few, I started on Saturday, so it's been, what, three days? But I'm, I'm happy with it so far, so... Unless something goes horribly wrong. And the other thing too is I've been noticing my stream is very fluent. Sometimes the PlayStation View would not, would, you know, the, the uh, stream would be choppy or freeze sometime. And so, yeah, for the 80 bucks they were charging, they shouldn't be doing that. So now I'm down to what, $50? Well, 57 because I wanted Showtime. So I'm happy with it so far. But anyway, I didn't lose my place. Did not lose my place. The rookie actress, Afton Williamson, will not be returning. The actress who co-starred on the cop drama from showrunner Alexi Holly Castle, ABC Studios, and Entertainment One on Sunday announced her departure from the show is a lengthy post on her 
verified Instagram account. Williamson claims she experienced racial discrimination and racially charged inappropriate comments from the hair department as well as from the drama's executive producers starring, starting with the pilot and counting continuing throughout the show's first season. What's more, the actress says the harassment was reported to Hawley and the showrunner never passed it along to human resources. Well that's bad if that's actually if that's actually true. That's really bad. Her issues escalated into sexual assault during the rookie rap parties, she said. The Hollywood Reporter has reached out to ABC and producer ABC Studios and Entertainment One for comments and will update this post. So, yeah, that's too bad if, you know, if someone reports something and it's not passed on, especially something like sexual harassment, that's horrible. Whoever did that, they should be recommended. Most likely they should be fired, in my opinion. That's really bad. That's something that's serious. You got to take it serious. If someone complains of sexual harassment, you have to take it seriously and look into it. You really do have to look into it. Videos of Madonna, she says, God control sound alarms. So let's see what this lady's talking about. Well, it looks like it's a video, actually. Of, oh, a music video. Okay, I'm not gonna. Re- I'm not gonna play the music video, but let me just read what it's what it says here in the description. It says, "This is your wake up call. Gun violence this this disproportionately affects children, teenagers, and mar- the marginalized in our communities." Honor. I'm giving it a thumbs down. I don't care. People don't feel, don't seem to understand that it is not guns that kill people. People kill people. People who are psychotic, and if you put them on these antidepressant and any other form of of um, of of medical drugs. They're not doing, they're doing more harm than good in plain English. They really are. Now, I'm keeping my promise. I did tell my friend today, this is what my show is going to focus on. It's going to focus on, on antidepressant playing a huge role in mass shooters. So, that is basically going to be my main monologue after, after I do the news because... It's a serious thing. It's a serious, serious thing. Feds probing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortex chief of staff after sudden resignation. Let's see. What do we have here? What do we have here? Why did he resign? The feds are looking into possible campaign finance 
Misdeeds by Representative Alexandria Orcasio-Cortex, the Chief of Staff and Lead Rainmaker, who suddenly resigned Friday, federal sources told the Post. The increased centers of two political action committees found by, I can't pronounce his name, Staikat Chakarabit, whatever, I don't know. Don't know. The woman is a fool. She's a bug-eyed fool. Every time I see her, I think of the movie The Fly. If you haven't seen The Fly, you should check it out because she is the fly. She is the fly. Bug-eyed fly. Yikes! Okay, Republican anxiety spikes after retirement. Dem gains in Texas. Not good. Perfect summer storm brewing for stock market correction. Tipping point after run of extreme bullishness. Worst week of the year. What is the worst week of the year? It's got to be about the mass shootings, no? Let's see. No, investors rattled by President Donald Trump's latest escalation in his trade war with China drove another round of selling of Wall Street on Friday. So, uh, I'm sorry if you hear some slurping water, that's Chip having a drink of water. Let's see, what else do we have? We have Pelosi cites progress in Trump probes as impeachment call rises. I, these people are just so sick. Google engineer says tech giant will try to prevent Trump re-election. Huh. Am I shocked by any of this? No. On Friday, former Google engineer Kevin Cernicky told Fox News' Tucker Carlson that his former employer will try to prevent Donald Trump's re-election. Do you think that Google will attempt to influence the election outcome attempt to prevent Trump from being re-elected, Carlson's asked. I do believe so, Carnegie replied. I think that's a major threat. They have openly stated that they think 2016 was a mistake. They thought Trump should have lost in 2016. They really want Trump to lose in 2020. That's their agenda. The former engineer also said Google has very biased people running every level of the company. They have quite a bit of control over the political process. That's something we should really worry about. I definitely agree with him there. I I definitely agree for sure. That is something to be worried about. That's why I keep saying the government needs to step in, Trump. These companies are way too big, way too big. Do you understand how big they are? Obama library brings fear of displacement. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care. Water in Ohio, water in Hawaii volcano could trigger explosive eruptions. First time in history. 
stressed, burnt out, and exhausted inside world's worst traffic jam. Traffic jam can be very stressful. It really can. The great NASA bake-off mission to touch the sun exceeds expectation. Why would you want to touch the sun? Okay, let's see what happened here. Come on. NASA's mission to touch the sun surprises doing first data delivery. Right now, there's a tiny little spacecraft zipping around the sun, moving faster than any one man-made object has ever flown. The spacecraft, known as the Parker Solar Probe, is approaching the one-year anniversary of its launch on August 12th, and it's been delivering some pretty stellar observations so far. Very good. Very good. Very good. The military-style surveillance technology being tested in America's cities. Hmm. Let's see what this is all about. I always worry about this kind of stuff. Um, in the eyes of the law, there's no difference between a photo taken by a smartphone to an airplane window and one taken by an ultra-powerful camera in a helicopter hovering over your backyard. Say, say you're on a commercial flight and you pass over a city. You pull out your phone and take a picture. Much of the area that you have photographed is private property, but have you violated anybody's privacy? You'd probably say no, and you'd be right. But what if instead of your phone, you use a professional camera equipped with a telescopic lens that's strong enough to make out individual people in their backyards? Though your actions might raise some eyebrows among your fellow passengers, they are, from a legal standpoint, no different from the first example. Wow. Let's say you take, take it a step further. You fly a helicopter over a city at 1,000 feet. Now, with your telescopic camera, you can even make out distinctive features of the people in, the, in your frame. Surely this isn't legal, you might say. Surely a bright line exists between snapping a photo with your phone from an airplane window and focusing a telescopic lens a few hundred feet over someone's backyard. But it doesn't. Even if you happen to record someone sunbathing in the backyard, and that's crazy. It's not your fault. Wow, it's the sunbather's fault for not taking better precautions to protect against aerial observation. This is because the air the airspace over America falls into the same legal category as other public spaces such as sidewalks, roads, parks, 
and beaches, and it isn't illegal to take photographs of private property or private citizens from public space. As a result, we have no expectation of privacy from above. That's crazy. That's just naughty. That's insane. That is naughty, dude. Seriously? Are you kidding me? Wow, talk about Big Brother. Oh, man. It's crazy. What if I shoot it down? Then I'm going to be in trouble, right? That's crazy. Uh, when battlefield snooping comes to your town, FBI seeks spy tech for social media feeds. Spooked. Ratcliffe withdraw. I talk about that a little bit. Why are so many nominees quitting? Pope encourages priests disheartened by sex abuse fallout. Flying man crosses English Channel on a jet-powered hoverboard. That's crazy, man. Well, there's a lot more news to come, so let's take a quick break, and I'll have more when we return.
learning in the lesson today is how to die. And then the bullhorn crackles and the captain tackles with the problems in the house and wife. And he can see no reasons, cause there are no reasons. What reason do you need to who die? Die? Oh, tell me why I don't like money. Tell me why I don't like money. Sunshine? Wakey, wakey. Text me back. Hey, did you tell your parents about us? Let's skip first period together. Did you get all my texts? Is practice over yet? Where are you at? Are you with your friends? That's L-A-A-A-A-M-M-E-E. -E. Capital X, lowercase o, capital X, lowercase o. I love you. JK, I hate you. JK. Are you ignoring me? We're in a huge fight right now. Is this something I did? I can see your lights on. I'm coming this over. What'd joke. you dream about? Did me? I'm lonely. Holla back. Holla back. Let's try something new. Nude pics. Send me some. Text me. Welcome back, Political Bomb Show. Don't forget Snapchat P Bomb Show. That's Snapchat P Bomb Show. ABC's The Rookie Star quits, claims she's faced sexual harassment and racial discrimination. Afton Williamson on Sunday announced she would not be returning to the drama starring Nathan. Fillion. I don't know any of these people. I don't watch. I don't watch much TV. Speaking of TV, I just switched. It's been a long time since I had the PlayStation View, but I, I've jumped into of all, all um, places YouTube TV. Obviously, I did not want to because I don't like Monopoly. I don't like Google because they, they're against us conservatives. But I had to. To pick, to pick another streaming cable service that would meet my needs, and the PlayStation View was a little bit too high in price, so I've went down in price and pretty much maintained all the channels that I had except for HBO. They don't have HBO there, so I'll have to most likely get HBO by itself, or what you call it, HBO Go, HBO Now, or whatever you call it. But everything else I got, so I have a two-week uh, two-week trial, 
And honestly, I have to say, I'm impressed with uh, with the YouTube TV. I, ha I can't lie. I got to admit, I like the layout. It feels more uh, user-friendly than the PlayStation View, especially the channel guide. That PlayStation View channel guide was just atrocious. I, I did not like it, but this YouTube TV uh, guide, it's very, very uh, well done. So... Yeah, it looks like I'm going to keep them. I've only had them for... Uh, few, uh, I started on Saturday, so... It's been, what, three days? But I'm, I'm happy with it so far. So... Unless something goes horribly wrong. And the other thing, too, is... I've been noticing my stream is very fluent. Sometimes the PlayStation View would not... would, You know, the, the uh, stream would be choppy or... Freeze sometime. And so... Yeah, for the 80 bucks they were charging, they shouldn't be doing that. So now I'm down to, what, $50? Well, 57 because I wanted Showtime. So I'm happy with it so far. But anyway, I didn't lose my place. Did not lose my place. The rookie actress, Afton Williamson, will not be returning. The actress who co-starred on the cop drama from Showrunner... Alexi Holly Castle, ABC Studios, and Entertainment One on Sunday announced her departure from the show is a lengthy post on her verified Instagram account. Williamson claims she experienced racial discrimination and racially charged inappropriate comments from the hair department as well as from the drama's executive producers, starring, starting with the pilot and counting, continuing throughout the show's first season. What's more, the actress says the harassment was reported to Hawley and the showrunner never passed it along to human resources. Well, that's bad if that's actually, if that's actually true. That's really bad. Her issues escalated into sexual assault during the rookie rap parties, she said. The Hollywood Reporter has reached out to ABC and producer ABC Studios and Entertainment One for comments and will update this post. So, yeah, that's too bad, if, you know. If someone reports something and it's not passed on, especially something like sexual harassment, that's horrible. Whoever did that, they should be recommended. Most likely they should be fired, in my opinion. That's really bad. That's something that's serious. You got to take it serious. If someone complains of sexual harassment, you have to take it seriously and look into it. You really do have to look into it. Videos of Madonna. She says, God control sound alarms. So let's see what this lady's talking about. Well, it looks like it's a video, actually. Of, or a music video. Okay, I'm not going to play the music video, but let me just read what, it's, what it says here in the description. It says, this is your wake-up call. Gun violence This. This, appro this proportionately 
affects children, teenagers, and mar the marginalized in our communities on I'm giving it a thumbs down. I don't care. People don't feel, don't seem to understand that it is not guns that kill people. People kill people. People who are psychotic, and if you put them on these antidepressant and any other form of of um, of of medical drugs, they're not doing. They're doing more harm than good. In plain English, they really are. Now, I'm keeping my promise. I did tell my friend today. This is what my show is going to focus on. It's going to focus on on antidepressant playing a huge role in mass shooters. So that is basically going to be my main monologue after after I do the news because it's a serious thing. It's a serious, serious thing. Feds probing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortex chief of staff after sudden resignation. Let's see, what do we have here? What do we have here? Why did he resign? The feds are looking into possible campaign finance misdeeds by Representative Alexandria or Casio Cortex, the chief of staff and lead rainmaker who suddenly resigned Friday. Federal sources told the Post. The increased centers of two political action committees found by, I can't pronounce his name, Staikat Chakarabit, whatever, I don't know. Don't know. The woman is a fool. She's a bug-eyed fool. Every time I see her, I think of the movie The Fly. If you haven't seen The Fly, you should check it out because she is The Fly. She is the fly, bugger fly. Yikes! Okay, Rep Republican anxiety spikes after retirement. Dem gains in Texas. Not good. Perfect summer storm brewing for stock market correction. Tipping point after run of extreme bullishness. Worst week of the year. What is the worst week of the year? It's got to be about the mass shootings, no? Let's see. No, investors rattled by President Donald Trump's latest escalation in his trade war with China drove another round of selling of Wall Street on Friday. So, uh... I'm sorry if you hear some slurping water. That's Chip having a drink of water. Let's see. What else do we have? We have Pelosi cites progress in Trump probes as impeachment call rises. I, these people are just so sick. Google engineer says tech giant will try to prevent Trump re-election. Huh. Am I shocked by any of this? No. 
On Friday, former Google engineer Kevin Cernicky told Fox News' Tucker Carlson that his former employer will try to prevent Donald Trump's re-election. Do you think that Google will attempt to influence the election outcome attempt to prevent Trump from being re-elected, Carlson asked. I do believe so, Carnegie replied. I think that's a major threat. They have openly stated that they think 2016 was a mistake. They thought Trump should have lost in 2016. They really want Trump to lose in 2020. That's their agenda. The former engineer also said Google has very biased people running every level of the company. They have quite a bit of control over the political process. That's something we should really worry about. I definitely agree with him there. I I definitely agree for sure. That is something to be worried about. That's why I keep saying the government needs to step in, Trump. These companies are way too big, way too big. Do you understand how big they are? Obama library brings fear of displacement. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care. Water in Ohio, water in Hawaii volcano could trigger explosive eruptions. First time in history. Stressed, burnt out, and exhausted inside world's worst traffic jam. Traffic jam can be very stressful. It really can. The Great NASA Bake Off Mission to Touch the Sun Exceeds Expectation. Why would you want to touch the sun? Okay, let's see what happened here. Come on. NASA's mission to touch the sun surprises doing first data delivery. Right now, there's a tiny little spacecraft zipping around the sun, moving faster than any one man-made object has ever flown. The spacecraft, known as the Parker Solar Probe, is approaching the one-year anniversary of its launch on August 12th, and it's been delivering some pretty stellar observations so far. Very good. Very good. Very good. The military-style surveillance technology being tested in America's cities. Hmm. Let's see what this is all about. I always worry about this kind of stuff. Um, in the eyes of the law, there's no difference between a photo taken by a smartphone to an airplane window and one taken by an ultra-powerful camera in a helicopter hovering over your backyard. Say, say you're on a commercial flight and you pass over a city. You pull out your phone and take a picture. Much of the area that you have photographed is private property, but have you violated anybody's privacy? You'd probably say no, and you'd be right. But what if instead 
of your phone, you use a professional camera equipped with a telescopic lens that's strong enough to make out individual people in their backyards. Though your actions might raise some eyebrows among your fellow passengers, they are, from a legal standpoint, no different from the first example. Wow. Let's say you take take it a step further. You fly a helicopter over a city at 1,000 feet. Now, with your telescopic camera, you can even make out distinctive features of the people in, the, in your frame. Surely this isn't legal, you might say. Surely a bright line exists between snapping a photo with your phone from an airplane window and focusing a telescopic lens a few hundred feet over someone's backyard. But it doesn't. Even if you happen to record someone sunbathing in the backyard, and that's crazy. It's not your fault. Wow, it's the sunbather's fault for not taking better precautions to protect against aerial observation. This is because the air the airspace over America falls into the same legal category as other public spaces such as sidewalks, roads, parks, and beaches, and it isn't illegal to take photograph of private property or private citizen from public space as a result we have no expectation of privacy from above that's crazy that's just naughty that's insane that is naughty dude seriously are you kidding me wow talk about big brother oh man it's crazy what if i shoot it down then i'm gonna be in trouble right that's crazy Ah, uh, when battlefield snooping comes to your town, FBI seeks spy tech for social media feeds. Spooked, Ratcliffe withdraw. I talk about that a little bit. Why are so many nominees quitting? Pope encourages priests disheartened by sex abuse fallout. Flying man crosses English Channel on a jet-powered hoverboard. That's crazy, man. Well, there's a lot more news to come, so let's take a quick break, and I'll have more when we return. Oh, baby, come on, so come on, people, baby. 